Happy holidays, my friends, and welcome to the O Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to hit that bell on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app or just, you know, on YouTube. Like I said earlier, super easy. You'll get the podcast, you'll get the videos, you'll get all the sweet media content that you need or head over to owrestling.com, ohwrestling.com for more. Today we're doing an overrated, underrated episode. This is an idea I stole directly from Bill Burr, the comedian, uh, and his podcast. He used to do, or I mean, I haven't listened to the podcast in a while, but he would do uh, fan overrated and underrated. People would send in uh, something they felt was overrated and something they felt was underrated, and he would post it on the podcast. It was always great to hear what people were thinking, but now I want to translate that to professional wrestling. So to kick it off, I will have my list of overrated, underrated, not necessarily of 2023, but just in general. And if you would like to participate and submit an overrated or underrated in professional wrestling, please leave a comment on this episode. And then on the next time we do this, I will include your name and your overrated or underrated submission. Wow. That's a lot, but it should be fun. And uh, I'd love to engage more with you guys uh, on this podcast. So here we go. Overrated, underrated. First, we're going to kick it off with an underrated, which is commercial free hours of Monday Night Raw. I don't know about you, but I don't like commercials. There is a reason why I am a cord cutter. Got rid of cable. Didn't like commercials, which is odd now that everything's kind of reverting back to having commercials. I'm looking at you, Amazon Prime. But in the heyday, the golden age of streaming before they started shoving commercials into everything. You would just get to watch what you wanted. And there's no better time to watch wrestling than in commercial-free segments. Uh, as I've stated on this podcast before, I mainly watch Raw and SmackDown, WWE pay-per-views or PLEs, whatever you want to call them. And I will occasionally watch an AEW Dynamite or you know catch recaps online. So I can only really speak to professional... Uh, commercial free professional wrestling on the WWE side. But I will say whenever they say this, you know, episode of Raw has a commercial free first hour sponsored by whomever, whomever. I always thank that mega corporation for giving them the money to eliminate the commercials out of my way and I can, you know, just kind of zone in to the professional wrestling. Uh, there are awkward moments, obviously. There are big empty gaps that they have to fill where they would normally have commercials or you know commentary teams might have to jump in and, and kind of talk over stuff or they'll do long recaps of old episodes but I'm okay with that because it's uninterrupted professional wrestling and professional wrestling is beautiful even in its weird pockmarky uh, spots like having you know awkward long intros or the, my, my favorite is when Kevin Owens comes out and he has his commercial break. So they'll uh, one thing Triple H's WWE likes to do is they'll introduce someone and then go to commercial so that you're like, oh man, I have to you know wait this commercial break to have them come back and see who they're wrestling or whatever the case. Uh, but KO has a lot of those where he'll come out and then they'll cut to commercial, then they'll cut back and he'll just be sitting on the top rope just like, oh, my song just keeps on playing. That awkwardness is a little is a little mitigated when they're commercial free, but they still have like those long pauses. So it, it's all great. Professional wrestling is so much fun. Now, an overrated, 
overly complicated gimmick matches. Now, what what uh what uh matches am I talking about? So the Continental Classic over on AEW where you have to kind of do math to understand who's winning. I'm not down with that. It's uh I like the wrestling. I like the idea of making things a little more complicated and they have sort of this Vegas theme they've liked to uh tout since their initial concept which i think is cool i think uh aew's whole you know all in all out kind of gambling type deal is great but if you make me do math me specifically if you make me think about numbers in my professional wrestling outside of like 30 man royal rumble that's the only number i want to know if you have me calculating points or i'm out i checked out and the same goes for uh like the iron survivor match over on nxt from what i hear it's a great match, very nice uh, conceit, but having people score points and that me having to keep track of those points or at least hear the commentators tell me how many points. That, no, I'm out. I don't want to calculate anything. Wrestling, I use wrestling to turn my brain completely off and I already have a hard time with like who's coming up at the next number in, in the World Rumble. Like I'm like, what number were we even at? Like, oh, yeah, 90 seconds later, I see, okay, I'm back in. And then three seconds into their entrance, I forget what number they were. Uh, but again, this is all me. I'm terrible with numbers. Just ask my daughter. Whenever she asks me about math, I say, well, talk to your mother, not me. I don't want you to have a bad idea of me, of being, a, uh, you know, incapable of counting. But look, man, I'm a, I'm a podcaster and I'm an artist for a reason. I don't want to count. So all those gimmick matches where you have to calculate points, completely overrated i don't get it get rid of the points just let me watch pinfalls and, and submissions and whatnot that's why i would love to see an all submission match uh gimmick where i don't have to think about numbers but i can see someone get choked out and this is just me having practiced jujitsu and loved the ufc for a long time i think a, a nice a submission match only uh would be great be great Maybe I'll do a whole episode about that. I had an idea for that, and I, maybe I said it in an old episode, but I'll, I'll, I'll revisit it because I think it's a, a viable option. Another underrated, Damian Priest and R-Truth. I don't know, this might not be so underrated, but I think Damian Priest and R-Truth are having some of the best segments on Raw these days. And most mostly because Damian Priest is doing this thing where he's quietly agreeing with R-Truth on one of his multiple weird points. For example, the first time R-Truth uh, showed up in their quote-unquote clubhouse, which is just awful that they called it a clubhouse. Uh, awful in a good way. Like, come on, don't call it a club. You're supposed to be a hard group and you call it a clubhouse. That's like little rascal territory. But uh, R-Truth had a bunch of jelly, jelly rolls and he was like, oh man, I love your clubhouse or whatever. And you guys should get a TV in here. And then they have their whole segment and they kick R-Truth out. And it's just Damian Priest left. And I don't know if he scripted this, but he go, he looks around and he goes, we do need a TV in here, though. In another segment, Damian Priest has a, another interaction with R-Truth, where R-Truth tells him when he's in his clubhouse again that you guys need to change the locks because anyone can walk in here. R-Truth tells them that. They have their segment. They kick R-Truth out. Everyone leaves but Damian. And he walks around. He looks around the clubhouse and says, we do need to change the locks in here, though, which is. I don't know if it was scripted or if it's part of their whole gimmick, but I think Damien said that first thing kind of off the cuff, and now they're just capitalizing on this, like, yeah, R-Truth is right about that. And then to have R-Truth beat JD and quote-unquote kick him out of the Judgment Day just reinforces the fact that, you know, sometimes R-Truth is right. 
and I'm loving their interaction. I can't wait to see where this heads, if anywhere. You know, I'm sure it'll peter out like most things in wrestling does, but at the moment, it's one of the best segments that they got going. And an overrated three-person commentary teams. I know, I know. It's hard to call that out, but I'm calling it out right now. It's overrated. We do not need that many voices in the booth. It's just not required. And I'm not saying that, you know, someone like a Tony Storm who jumps in on commentary and adds her voice or a KO jumps in on commentary and adds his voice or, you know, just when a professional wrestler goes in there and shows their character in the booth and they get to, you know, bounce off of the the rest of the team. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying just having a rotating cast of just three people at the booth trying to maintain all three voices. I don't need that. I love the dynamic of having two pe- a two-person team. You have the color commentator and then you have the, the the straight guy and that works that works for me and maybe that's an old school idea but i'm sticking to it i like my jr and king you know i like my uh heenan and gorilla patrick graves and michael cole just pick two man just pick two and let's get those two give michael cole a rest let him go back to raw anyway that's our first ever overrated underrated of professional wrestling i hope you enjoyed it if you would like to participate leave your overrated or underrated in the comments and we'll rotate back next week and talk about them thank you so much for listening to the O wrestling podcast make sure to have a fantastic day i will see you guys in the new year and don't you ever forget I'm your friend, but if I ever see you in the ring, I can beat you, don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah!